This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to 95.7 The Bride. I thought you had some for me. I was waiting. That pause was for effect. <laughs> hey. I thought we just did. We not just have a hey, production we, meeting here that we hey, were going we to do something coming into the. Uh, we segment? just or or you know we just get right into it. Like we, we 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 don't need no fancy uh, intro music, Dad. Okay, we, we keep we keep it real here on uh, the weekends. I love the fancy intro. I love intro music. I'm all about that, man. So you pointed this out to me. We're going to get into Golden State Warrior talk. What's this coconut's name? What's this dude who wrote this story? His name is Alex, Alex Sequig, I guess, uh, S-I-Q-U-I-G. Alex Sequig. Yeah, C-Quig. for the... Uh, yeah, for you're, the... You're, you're a bozo, dude. Hey, listen, I, 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 I read sports. I do all the things, man, okay? So I'm going to hear you listen. Even the Alex Sequigs of the world, if you, if, you write for the, if you write for the Chronicle, if you write for SI, ESPN, I'm on you, okay? I, I, I read, man. But no, it's fair enough. He's I- got an article in SF Gate, and it's entitled, NBA Finals are Early Exit. The Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr should consider an amicable divorce, meaning that the Warriors should move off on Steve Kerr. It's well thought out. It's well put together. He's not blaming Steve Kerr, but says it's time. Maybe the two should consider a separation going in their own direction. I know he's not alone because I don't care how popular you are as a head coach. There's always going to be some, that's just the nature of being a fan. There are going to be some that are going to point a finger at you. That's just the, that's just the world you live in. You sort of accept that regardless, you could be the next red hour back. That is just part of what it is that you're signing up to do as a coach, a manager, whatever, whatever the sport might be. Uh, I read, and I sort of, I went through this article yeah, I'm sorry there, Alex Sequig. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you because a lot of people, like even listeners, callers, texters, people on Twitter, like Steve Kerr has been, he's he's gotten it bad this season. And 99% of it, I'm like, you're, you're nuts, okay? 99, <laughs> 99% of the people that call in and text in or hit on Twitter and say, oh, Steve Kerr, the, these lineups, why isn't he doing that? I'm like, hmm, chill, okay? Because, again, when Farhan and Kapler, when they win three, <laughs> when they win three in five seasons, th- th- then they'll get this kind of privilege from me, okay? Until then, I'm going to be like, why didn't he? But anyway, I digress. Um. 99% of the people that call in and say, oh, you got to get rid of Clay. We got to sit Clay and Kurt. Like, I'm like, you're nuts, okay? This, 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 this per Alex dude, Alex Sequick, the article, it, it is. It's well thought out. It's, it's reason. It's not just, it's not, uh, it's not Grant Cohn hot takeism. <laughs> like, he really believes this and, and he has a valid reason. And I, and I think that, oh, uh, so, so in the article, he said, uh, here goes the excerpt from it, okay? The team Kerr led to the promised land has morphed into something outside of his comfort zone, right? Uh, and and he, he, before that, he says, but through no fault of his own, the rules of engagement have changed. 
Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are building for a different moment. The team Kerr led to the promised land has morphed into something outside of his comfort zone. And that's kind of valid. That really, really is. And, and I've said as much. If you read the whole article, his whole thing is, is that this team seems complacent, which is a thing that I've said. Now, I don't blame Kerr for that. But this team has seemed complacent with, with, oh, well, it doesn't matter whether we're the third or the fourth or the second. We're just going to, you know, and, and that, that, ain't, that ain't what it is, that's, man. That does, I know you say that, but you have to back it up. That doesn't, there's no complacency. They want to win games. Nobody is fretting more with the way this team had played over the last month. They know they got to fix things. But are they going, so are you going to do it at the expense of risking injury to these players? I mean, I'm not saying that. Play an injured Steph Curry, but a back-to-back. For instance, let, let's let's take tonight, okay? Tonight you have a layup, or what should be a layup, against the San Antonio Spurs. Tomorrow you have a back-to-back, another layup against the New Orleans Pelicans. Right? Then you get five days off. Then you have five days off. No, well, five days off, but you're going to be practicing. <laughs> but you, you don't have. To, it, it's five days off, Dad. Here's what I'm saying. The attitude that I feel they should have is that let's guarantee we win these two games. Let, let, let's not rest anybody because it's a back-to-back. We're going to have five days off. What they're probably going to do with, with oh, Dallas. No, they are. They're going to rest everybody against with, the Pelicans on well, but Sunday But Dallas night. with a half game behind you, Dallas is a half game back, okay? So you could, wind up in, you could totally wind up in four. So, so with Dallas a half game down your neck, you start everybody both games on a back-to-back be, be, be damn. Back-to-back be damn. Secure so, the three So let seat. me just ask you this. A- and the lack of Let me just look- ask you this. So yeah. let's just say, did you see Draymond late in that game against the Lakers last? I did. So, and so he went down with the batters? Don't, so, don't, don't play Draymond 40 minutes. But play him. <laughs> now now it's all of a sudden don't play him 40 minutes. But well, play- no, no, I'm just saying don't, uh, don't just play him 40 minutes. But don't see, okay, oh, I'm listening. If you're going to play a guy in the back-to-back because he's, he's a big picture. And this is why Steve Kerr is not apt to the game as it sh- as a lot of people think it should be played in today's world, 2022, because it's sort of this, let's eat red meat, win a game. I mean, he's, he's, he's an academic. He's well thought out. He's a step ahead. He's sort of like that of the San Francisco Giants. Like, you got to win games, man. Let's headbutt each other, win three in a row, go to the playoffs. He is a long-term guy. How is this, though? Let's say he plays guys in a back-to-back and somebody blows out their knee. That's, that's Draymond Green tears his ACL on Sunday night. Or let's say that GP2, who plays one way, and that's 100 miles an hour, and let's say GP2 dislocates his, his elbow coming down from a rebound on Sunday night on the back-to-back. What sort of criticism does Steve Kerr then open himself up to not only the likes of you, but now all of a sudden the country gets a chance to chime in. So there's – what is it, damned if you're right? I mean, there is no winning here as a head coach. So if he – if those guys get seriously injured on a back-to-back, the floodgates are open in terms of the criticism that would come down on Steve Kerr. Mm, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, but nobody's going to criticize you for trying to win. The criticism that the dude that wrote this article has, and, and and again, I am not, I am not in the get rid of Kirk camp at all. Okay, I'm not even rolling are. down that street. Kind of are. I, I, I'm not, I'm not shopping at that store. <laughs> I'm not even shopping in the mall that has that store. Okay, 
Steve Kerr is the coach until until he decides he doesn't want to be. That said, this team, and again, I now the writer was blaming Kerr for this. I'm not blaming Kerr for this. I don't know where this is coming from. It, it, it seems to be an organizational thing that, that this team doesn't seem to think that the regular season matters, and it doesn't think the regular season matters because for four, three seasons with Kevin Durant in the building, it didn't matter. It didn't matter where you the seventh seed. You got Kevin Durant. You are going to just walk through to at least to the finals. Now, they lost some finals, but they were going to go to the finals four straight seasons, really five if you, you include the first two before Kevin Durant got there. Um, you're not that team anymore. Yeah, they know this, Home, Shamar. home field Shamar, matters. You're not, Mom, the, momentum this idea, matters. If we had Steve Kerr and you were to say that to him, he would laugh at you. He would say, really, you don't think I recognize that? That does not replace me having to play guys in what could be a meaningless last game of the regular season. I've got the reason you do this is that you're going long term. You've got to think about the first round. It's not like we don't care. What you're telling me is that you think Steve Kerr is so fundamental, as is Bob Myers, who I think are two brilliant people. But you, you're trying to tell me that you think that their belief system is Dan. They think they can just show up at the playoffs, flip a switch. And all of a sudden, be like that, turn back the clock as if they had Kevin Durant and just waltz into the NBA Finals. I that would argue seems to be what they, think. they are not Their that actions stupid. say that, Dan. No, they're just do it a different way. They recognize what's in front of them, and playing these guys is not going to benefit you one way or the other. The only way you're going to know where this team is at when they all come together. Steph Curry is not with this team. Steph Curry is going to join them in what's going to be a pivotal week of practice. Thank goodness for the lock-in or for the for the playing, playing game. Yeah. Sorry. It gives them an extra week, a vital week of practice. And that's when you and even when you roll them out, whether it's against Denver or Utah, you still have no idea the connectivity of this team, who is essentially meeting itself for the first time and how that's going to come together. But it's going to take at least a first round for them to hit their stride. They may not get out of the first round, but there's no way you can circumvent that. And playing guys the last three days so we can have momentum, that's sort of a barbaric caveman sort of approach. Sorry, but hey, it has no hey. relative. It has, okay, it, hey, it, it has, it has no bearing in terms of the outcome of making this team better or worse for the playoffs. But you can't tell me. That a winning mentality is not a thing. Oh, the winning mentality is a thing, and and they. So would you want to play? You you think they need to win that last game against the New Orleans Pelicans? By the way, the Pelicans are already in the playing game, regardless. Yes, so it's going to be a meaningless game for them as well. So let me just ask you: You think that the postseason sort of rest on that last game of the regular season, a game which pretty much they've already checked out and already concentrating because they're going to know they're going to play in the postseason. But you you're telling me. That if they were to rest guys in that back-to-back, that's just a bad omen for things to come? No, 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 no. No, it's a bad mentality that we've seen throughout this season where they, 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 they've they been willing to let a game go here and a game go there in the name of, of whatever, resting or not pushing people too hard. And and that's how, that's how you wind up, uh, what, six, seven games behind the Memphis Grizzlies. You get what I'm saying? Oh, okay, they're, they're only four or five games behind the Grizzlies. But still... They were ahead of the Grizzlies. And then, like, through, over the course of the last couple of months, like, oh, well, it's back-to-back. I guess we're going to, you know, so not go for it in, in either of these games because they're the back-to-back. The Grizzlies passed them because the Warriors were resting players. 
that was yes, that was a contributing factor. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would where, tell where, you where, otherwise. Where the, where the Grizzlies the team stopped out of their playing mind? defense. The team stopped connecting. There's so many things that they did, and I'm but talking about the guys that play basketball, and I'm talking about Draymond and company, is that they were circling the drain well before they got rest. But and Dad, Memphis, a young team, put it into another gear. Well, but see, that's the thing. Is that Memphis you're trying put to it into another gear. You're trying to connect dots that aren't there. I, no, but, I get but the, it. There is, but no, but the, the dots are but. When you tell a team, oh, well, hey, God, it's okay if we lose a game or two. As a matter of fact, we're just going to throw like six or seven games out the window because they're back-to-backs or because, you know, we feel that people need rest. Then that mentality sets in and you get what the Warriors did the last two months versus what the Memphis – do you think anybody in Memphis said it's okay? Oh, we, we, we're going to throw this game out the window. They went 18-3 and without John ja Morant, their best player on the court. I don't know that they nobody... didn't. You know for a fact they didn't rest Steven Adams on back-to-backs. You know for a fact that they didn't rest Corey Bro- or Dylan Brooks on back to I don't know that. I am I am pretty certain. You're pretty certain. Because wait, no, no, because no, no, listen, Dan, because if you did, you don't go eighteen and three without Ja this season. Oh, well, without Ja, yeah. They didn't they couldn't afford to. But I I'm I'm just saying, look, if there's so much more involved with the Golden State Warriors that in order for them to win, it's not it's about think about when they were good last year, right? Or think about when when they're going to be, if they're going to have a chance, they they're going to need. They need to be healthy. Draymond, I agree. not even healthy. You got to have your legs, and step. You can't play excessive basketball. And I, I, it's listen. I'm with you when it comes to load management. But if you have an opportunity on a back to back of guys who are 32, 33 years of age, that's done for a reason. That's looking ahead towards the playoffs, so that you're giving yourself the best opportunity to win. And I don't think it's coming at the expense of letting Memphis pass you in the standings. That has a lot more to do with the fact the team stopped playing defense and just wasn't very good internally as opposed to resting guys. But, but, and don't, also, but don't you think taking that your hat off to Memphis? But that's a mentality, though, that, that, that is right in line with, oh, guys, it's okay if we lose today. It's not that big of a deal. But the play, as long as we get in the playoffs, we're fine. Then if you, if you, if you put that in people's heads – then you'll see it show up with them not playing defense, with them being lackadaisical and, and sloppy with the basketball in critical moments, losing close games. I'm just saying. So you're saying a, because they rest guys, therefore the domino effect is they stop playing good defense. Yes, I'm not. No, okay, well, so I'm not saying that. I'm not. Say, okay, I'm gonna say this. So are you? You're familiar with the concept of correlation does not mean causality, right? Which is say yes. just because these two things go up at the same time doesn't mean they're true. But correlation is correlation, and yes, these things correlate with, oh, hey, we're going to rest people. We're going to be lackadaisical. We're not going to – yeah, and, and then that, that, that tends to rise with lackadaisical play. Yeah, I'm going to say that 100%. Now, now, well, now then you have does to it, show me. Is, why it, is don't it, you it causing show me, it? I'm not going to say that. Why don't you show me then? I mean, because the problem is with a lot of things that you say is that it's just theoretical. We're just – you like – it gets in your head that, oh, they're complacent. If you can show me that the game after them resting players that they went on a losing streak and or lost consistently, then maybe there's some plausibility. But we can't just sit here and 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 howl at the moon and give credence to some sort of harebrained idea that this team suddenly is complacent. I, I just can't go there with you because there's Steve Kerr, Bob Myers – and that entire executive staff is way smarter than you and I when it comes to handling their own basketball players. And it's not a matter of we're going to turn it on in the playoffs 
or you know what we let's just be complacent because we can beat anybody at any time. See, like if there was some plausibility to what you're saying, if there was literally for a guy who not only is a coach but who had played the game and recognized that you know what if we do this, I can remember when I played with the Bulls and when I was with San Antonio, this could open Pandora's box and suddenly it can trigger a losing streak or suddenly it can change our mentality and we may not be a good basketball team. I can relate to that as a player. This guy has done it all. So okay, sometimes so, so, you just have to defer to no, the no, dude so, so, knows more than you do when it comes to handling his team in basketball. Okay, great. So here's the proof. And, I, and I, I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope to God I am wrong because I want to see this team do well, okay? Um. If I'm right, though, okay. Yeah, where's your proof? Yeah, proof. When they hit the playoffs, and that switch, that switch doesn't get flipped, and and they're not, they're gonna look like they looked the last two months. No, it's not about a switch, Shamari. It's about guys getting healthy and playing together for the first time. Okay, but what about the guys that were on the court? What were they doing? They they they, they, didn't, they didn't look like they was about that winning life either. But you're getting Steph back, and you're getting Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole. We don't know what that's gonna look like. Right and Draymond, so you you could be right because, quite frankly, I was listening actually to Rick Barry and Rick Barry was talking about realistically, you know how Rick Barry is. The dude is such a straight shooter. <laughs> no, he no. goes, "You got to be crazy if you think that the." He, I don't know how he phrased it. I'm paraphrasing here. He said, "There is no way that the Golden State Warriors, if you think, are going to all come together with all these question marks and then suddenly turn it on the playoffs, it is not going to happen because there are just too many moving parts as far as the injuries and guys being out, that that's just ridiculous. You're just being a fan at that point, and you're not thinking in logical terms, that there's no way it's going to happen this year. There's no way they're going to the NBA Finals just simply because all these guys have not had the opportunity to play together. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily you – know, maybe it's but part that's of the what, fandom. But if you, if you listen to everybody from Draymond to Kerr to Bob Myers – that's what that's what they seem to believe. If you listen to the things they say well, they in the to. media, what are they going to tell they believe, you? What are they oh, well, say? Hey, we, we just get everybody back. It'll we, be fine. What are they going to say? We don't have a shot? Of course they got to say that. But the point is, yes, if it's going to work, it's going to be a slit, uh, I guess the proverbial switch that's turned on because Steph hasn't had, we haven't seen the three guard lineup, quite frankly, enough. Yeah, but you, you should have flipped that switch a month ago. That's all I'm how saying. How do you do it a month ago when Iguodala's not playing and Draymond's not playing? How do you do it prior to that when these guys are missing? The point is, is that Steph hasn't been here the last month. So we don't know what it's going to look like until they get an opportunity first to practice, then to play in that first round. Is that flipping a switch? If it is, I guess. But what do you want Steve Kerr to do about it? Again, that's my, see, that's the point, though, is, and that's the difference between me and this Alex Seaquick person, is that I'm not blaming that on Kerr. I'm more putting it on the players on the court. And, and, and then Kerr, he doesn't necessarily do anything to combat it because he's like, oh, well, you know, anyway, we just, we're the Warriors, we go out and win. But, but, Draymond, listen, Draymond Green not coming, let me, let me rephrase that. Draymond Green, not spending the entire time he was injured with the Warriors, right? He's on TNT, and he's not there with the club. And, you know, getting mad at members of the media for reporting that he was getting turned up on his birthday when it looks like he was on his Instagram, right? Um, and then coming back and saying, hey, well, seating doesn't matter because I have lost game sevens at home and won game sevens on the road, right? Like, that's 
That that literally says, well, hey, it doesn't matter what we do in the regular season. We're going to get to the playoffs, and everything's going to be all peachy. Draymond, Draymond being Draymond. Who would you rather see them play in that first round? Are you a Warriors have a better chance against Utah, or Warriors have a better chance against Denver? By the way, if they go in as the three seed, they would see Denver and potentially Memphis if they get to the finals. That's the path to the NBA finals. If they're a four seed, it's Utah Phoenix. Shamari Block, what say you? Who would you rather play in that first round? Yeah, I'll be honest, Utah Phoenix, man. Um, Jokic, ugh, ugh. Yeah. and then and then Ja and Adams and and them. Ugh, okay, yeah, mm, yeah. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with the with the the, the Suns and and the uh, and the Jazz. Absolutely. I say Denver. You because, say Denver, and and then yeah, and, and then the Grizzlies. Yeah, Woo, okay. and I think Denver because. I mean, Denver's got Jokic. Utah, and granted, Utah has been, you know, I mean, that's been a free fall. They haven't played very well. But Utah can also get it cooking. Now, I'm not, I don't know if they will. There's a lot going on there. I think Quinn Snyder's in the hot seat. But you're talking about Jordan Clarkson. You're talking about Conley. You're talking about Bogdanovich. You're talking about Mitchell. You're talking about Gobert. Like, if they get it going, and we saw it a year ago, and we've seen it throughout the season, especially out there in Utah. They, they start cooking, man, and you can't stop them on that 3 and D. Denver's got one guy. Granted, that one dude could be the MVP, but it's one guy. I'm not really – are you really scared of Aaron Gordon? I mean, are you, are you afraid of, of some of these guys that, you know, they don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have the likes of, of Porter Jr. coming back. They're supporting cast. It is, it is Joker, but you either double team or you – you let him get his. You just don't let everyone else get off. It's going to be a tough we'll, match we'll see, either but, way. Well, here's the thing. The thing about that path, it isn't whether it's Denver or whether it's Utah. Oh, it's whether it's Memphis or whether it's the Suns. Well, you got you got to take care of the first round the, first. I, I'm not worried about the first round matchup. I, really? I'm not. Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. I'm worried about the second round matchup. So you think they're just a given? They're going to beat Denver and Utah? Yes. Not a given. Not a given. But but they're, but they're going to be favored. You just you just yelled at me about how this team can't just turn it on in the first round of playoffs. You, you, you don't got to turn it on to play these. Listen, in a seven game series with Steph Curry on the court, you you should you should like I'm not going to say you should sweep both of these teams, but you shouldn't go seven games with either of these teams. This should be a five six game series tops Denver Utah whatever. Okay. All right. Let's let's um, take a quick. Oh, sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll no. But then when you get to the second round, <laughs> I would much rather see the Suns than I would see the Grizzlies. I think you got to take it one round, and especially as we just as you just laid out, there's so many question marks with this basketball team. I think we all agree with that, that the first round is the thing you got to focus on right now, especially Absolutely. if you're a Warrior. Absolutely. Yeah. Any idea of a sweep or it's just they can, they can just show up and beat Denver and Utah, I don't know, man. I'm not buying that. Let's get out to Priest who's hanging out and wants to talk about what's – I don't know. What is, Priest, you tell me what's on your mind. What's going on, my man? Welcome to the show. All right. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. I just thought I'd chime in a little bit, in my opinion. Um, I'm a little bit with Rick Berry. I'm a lot with Rick Berry, actually. When you go through what this team has gone through this year, man, winning a championship in the NBA is so hard. It's extremely difficult if you have a great team. 
The Warriors made it look easy. They, it looked that way. But those games were extremely difficult to win. So what I'm saying is, is this, man. Your parts haven't been together. You got to try Stop talking about winning the first series. Win game one. Win game one and go from there. Because I'm telling you, man, first let me say this. That three-guard lineup, I love it. If they were more in tune and had played together more and had got that those other two players, Wiggins and, and the center position all straightened out, that's a team that could challenge to go to the finals. The problem is the momentum is not there, man. These teams have played together all year long. And when the Warriors go in to play them, I'm, I, I, you know, I know the Jazz are a little bit vulnerable, but not them. I'm telling you, man, when they go, don't expect a whole lot from the Dubs this year. If we get it, I'm rolling with it. We're up against the break. Priest, if you want to call back and finish that, we'd love to hear from you. You're one of our favorites, but we're, we got to pay some bills around here. Shamari Block and Danavon will continue the conversation. Warriors getting ready for the playoffs, and tonight here on 95.7 The Game, they take on the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nah, just let it go, bro. Go get it, Bruce. They bring you go get it, Bruce. Like your daddy John. Me and Mary, we met in The boss on a Saturday afternoon. We were going river cats. That's how we got into the boss. And I know Jim Cozumore, wherever he is right now, is throwing something at the radio. 
Whitey, for that matter, cannot stand Bruce Springsteen. I went to a concert of his, and neither one of them talked to me for about a month. Whitey, <laughs> Whitey, a.k.a. Oh, uh, Stretch Bergmeier. Yeah, the streak continues. <laughs> Talk about Stretch 16 Bergmeier. different left fielders for the Giants. I, I, I was going to be like, Kevin? <laughs> By the way, like Whitey, is that's an unusual nickname, but, but Kevin, yeah, like, it wouldn't have the same ring. It's like, I'm Kevin Gleason. It wouldn't have the same ring. Is that his first name? Kevin Michael Gleason, yes. I've always said, yeah. I, I always wanted to see Whitey, like, go down to Rucker Park in Harlem and get into a, you know, get into a basketball game and introduce himself to everybody as Whitey. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of names, man, so I'm on my way in. I'm coming across the bridge. I'm sitting in very, very thick traffic on the Bay Bridge. I had to, I had to make some maneuvers to get here on time. I'm just going to say that. Um, And I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, yo, man, I got to call Dan. I got to text Dan DeVoe. Let him know I might be late. I'm like, Dan Devone, D-D, double D, double D, Dan Devone. Wait, wait, no one's ever been like, hey, double D. Oh, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's, it's not that by great. By the way, though. we want to get back to the river, River Cats is where we were going with all of that. But speaking of driving on the freeway, there is sort of, we should sort of detail the, do you want to go through that, Shamari, and what happened to Dwayne Haskin? By the way, if you're just joining us and did not hear <laughs> Dwayne Haskin, the young is he 24 years of age? I 24 believe? years old, uh, the number, what, eighth overall pick or something like that. Just, went to Washington, just out of Ohio yours. State. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Ohio was... State played under Urban Meyer. He passed away last night. He was struck by a dump truck crossing westbound 595 freeway at, at, at some ridiculous hour of the morning, man. And I'm like, oh, it, it, I don't know what was going on there. I don't, but that's definitely like, you know, it's a sad story because he was young and he had so much promise, man. Alex Smith, Alex Smith, after he, after his last season with the, with the Washington football team, like he literally said, this dude has as much talent as anybody. He didn't put it together in Washington. I felt like being in Pittsburgh was good for him. I don't know what was going to happen, but he was going to get a shot. Him, Mason Rudolph and, and uh, Trubisky, Trubisky, they were going to, it was going to be open competition, man. Let me tell you this. I know Trubisky was the favorite, but I was kind of thinking Haskin might have a shot, man, which makes it all the more sad that a young life ended. But also, you know, it was like, well, why were you walking across the freeway, right? Like, what was going on in his life? Like, I, the, that that to me makes it even more sad that, that you know, whatever had him trying to cross the freeway, uh, you, you know, it's like, I don't know what that was, man, but that that is... Yeah, without that, knowing the details. Yeah, that just makes it all the more sad, though, right? Because something, like, you that that's not a thing that you just do, right? Like, no one just says, hey, I'm going to, you know, it's not dodgeball, man. Yeah, a lot of this had to do with... It, it, he wasn't effective on the on the field, but also there was some character issues, and there was some talk about how he was not... Work ethic is what they really, said. Yeah, yeah, completely bought in Somebody to said playing that. a football player. Well... Until we find out further details as of right now, RIP and a tragic loss to a young man and a quarterback that and at one to, and, point. And to the game, though, right? Like you, you, when, when, a talent, when a talent like this passes away, and I think about Sean Taylor, I think about Darren Williams, the, the cornerback for the, for the Broncos back in the day. I think about uh, lots of dudes. Man, who was the dude, the Cincinnati receiver that like jumped onto the truck uh, and then he like fell off of it? Oh, you know what I'm saying? So but it's like yes. the, 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 if you love to watch the game, if you're a human and you value human life, this is sad. If you if you are a lover of athletics and you don't get to see someone with so much potential live up to it, it's also like that's like double like, oh, you know? 
It's killing me. That I can't remember that kid's name. It starts with a C. Chad. Yeah, Chris. 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 Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. We got the Chris part, but you know what I'm talking about. But but so many. Chris Henry. Chris Henry, yeah, man. So many dudes, man. Just like. And and, and, and every last one of those dudes I described, just their potential. They, they were young in their career. Their potential. Like, I just think, you know, what what if we. What if we never got to see Ronnie Lott's career play out, right? Because something tragic like that happened, right? Like you yeah. have the loss of human life, but then then you're robbed of of everything that would have been, man. And, and I believe Haskins would have figured it out. Text line wants to know: Did the report say highway or freeway? It says five ninety five. It says I five ninety five. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I can get back to that part because I was trying to figure out the time. I thought I saw another report that said it was it was late night, early morning. Somewhere about there. Text line is was... saying reminds me of the loss of Len Bias. Uh, I would say Len Bias is a, a little bit more. Not that, listen, we don't want to qualify, quantify. One guy's life is more important than the other. But Len Bias, the former first-round pick, was he number one overall to the Boston Celtics? That was in the era of There's Larry a, Bird. For some reason, I want to say Parrish. second overall, but but it could have been one, yeah. And that was tragic on, on, on a lot of levels because that's what kicked off the whole just say no, the campaign, and – and created this whole war against drugs and cocaine. I mean, he was sort of, you know, he became this poster child for much more than just the loss of life. And and as his career, which never got underway, obviously in the NBA, but there okay, were a so, lot of factions that went down with Len Bias and his tragic death before he even played for the Boston Celtics coming out of the University of Maryland. Wait, so so just so the ESPN report says this is a quote from uh, Lieutenant Indiana Miranda of the Florida Highway Patrol. He was attempting to cross the westbound lanes on Interstate 595, where there was oncoming traffic on foot. By on the way, on foot, yeah. And, and if you if you know the way the if you know the way the interstates work, or if you just live in the Bay Area, right? You have 95, which is a north south. Uh, go, uh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, it's a north south going highway, right? And just like we have 80, then we have 580, 280, 380, 680. They have 595, 495. Like all these are highways that go off of the main highway, which is 95. And this one apparently went west, and he was trying to cross the traffic. Giving him the – listen, we don't know. We don't want to jump to conclusions here, but it is a bit odd. It's not like it was in an intersection in the middle of the day and somebody just jumped the red light. But when you're talking about a guy that has a bit of a checkered pass and you're talking about something in the early hours of the morning and it's on a freeway slash highway, I mean, you know, red flags begin to go up here. But again – not getting ahead of ourselves, no idea. He could have been completely sober, could have been out with friends that maybe made it to the other side. I don't know, maybe other – because he was there. You know, he was training, getting ready for the season. So you would think that, you know, he was doing the right thing, taking care of his body and getting ready for what could have been an open competition to beat out Trubisky and or Mason Rudolph and company. But we'll keep you updated as we continue to, to get more details on the sudden loss of life concerning Dwayne Haskins no longer with us killed this this early morning after being hit by a dump truck out in Florida. But where I wanted to start with all of that, get back to our high note with the river and Bruce Springsteen. Can we get a little bit more of that, Brian? Is that the River Cats play out there on the off the river out there in beautiful Sacramento. And it according to you, it's a it's a beautiful stadium for a triple A affiliate. It is. I, I've been to the Stockton ballpark. I've been to the River Cats one. I've been to oh the San Jose one and the River Cats definitely by far have the best one. I haven't been to the Fresno Grizzlies or whatever they're called or whatever they're called now. Thank you. 
People are just not down. So I got a Bruce Springsteen story. I don't know if I told you this. I was dating his the doctor. Boss. His doctor, right? You were dating you were dating Bruce Springsteen's doctor? Yes, yes, yes. That's how I went to the concert in New York last year. We were front and center <laughs> and got to meet him backstage and had a couple of opportunities to, to meet him. Just a very chill dude. I, I now, was this the about- one with the hot dog, Dan? No, 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 no hot dog. Oh, <laughs> no, we got to go back It was there. a chili dog, Brian. It was a chili dog. My bad, chili dog. <laughs> Anyways... Getting back to so what is the I, I don't get into minor league baseball and I'm sorry for you Rivercat fans out there I just I can't not the players and the and the product I'm sure is really good I just I don't know man maybe because I've always grown up in big cities but fill me in what am I missing out on baseball that is cheap and it's in Sacramento see that's the part of it. have you been to Sacramento Dan Devoe no. have you been when, when the state fair ain't in town man okay it's not a lot going on you got the state fair in, in August or whatever and then you have the king season and then the rest of the year you're in Sacramento okay so so a baseball team in a ballpark like that that's right downtown and you can go out afterwards they have a lot of good things Around the ballpark, like it, it, it's not like Oracle. They don't have a Momo's equivalent there, <laughs> but they got little places you can go. Man, it's a night out. You, you go, you you do that. You you go across the river into Old Sacramento. You 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 get turned. Man, it's a good time. You know. It, it, what about it, just it, take it back yeah. to the Oakland A's and this whole idea? You talked about Momo's, and this is immediately where my brain went. That you know, Cavill and all of these coconuts are like, we got to have a do- downtown ballpark. You got to attach the stadium to downtown. And get into the nightlife and all the business, and that's that's how you thrive. That's what happened. It's starting in Baltimore. It's what happened in Colorado. That saved these franchises, and certainly to bring it back home. That's what has taken place in San Francisco. This idea that that's the blueprint in order to build the new stadium. It's that it's got to be attached to downtown and being part of a thriving, recuperating economy that is. You know, that is smack dab in the middle of it and to reap the benefits of not only the team and the stadium, but its surroundings as well. See, see here's my thing, though, because I, I'm, 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 I was alive in the 80s. I remember 1989. I remember the 80s when the A's were the, the lick and the Giants stunk and nobody liked them. Like the A's used to be the dominant franchise. Am I correct? Yes. In this area, right? Bash so, Brothers. Yeah. So when when you have good players and you keep them and you market your team well, then the A's can thrive at the Coliseum. So instead of looking at himself in the but mirror. But you do agree that the current Coliseum needs to be torched. You still want to play so in that place? I've been to the Coliseum several times, but I only I only go there a couple times a season when in Battle of the Bay when the Giants are there, okay? So... <laughs> In 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 a, in a game or two a season, right? It doesn't seem that awful to me. If I went as often as I go to see the Giants, then I might have some issues, right? It's not great. The the seating, the 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 the, the bathrooms, like just using the restroom. So there. you don't even want to refurbish that mausoleum? No, 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 no. I'm with that. Okay. I am with that. I'm with that. But but the idea that people don't come to the games because that place is that awful, I don't. Okay. Because when the Giants come to town, that whole thing sells out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they sell it out. Giants fans are willing to go there and, and buy that whole Coliseum up. So to say that, oh, well, A's fan, the reason no one's showing up is because this ballpark stinks. Now that is a bunch of BS. Brian, what do you got? You know, I actually agree with Shamari. The reason why oh, nobody, hello. yeah, hello. The reason why nobody shows up to the A's games is because they they stink. 
They're not good. Now, if you put a winner on the field, people will come. We've seen that. We've seen that through all sports. If you put a winner on the field, I can look at Levi Stadium. But they've been a winner for, listen, maybe not World Series, but they've been competitive for the last decade. Yeah, but they always know that, hey, if we have guys who are just going to be shipped off a year later, we're not, we're not going to watch these guys. But if you actually, I can, this is a bigger conversation, if you get into actually keeping your guys, then I could see them also putting a winner on the field. But I look at Levi Stadium, that place wasn't packed for multiple years. But then they put a winner on the field, and then they get more people in the stands. Well, uh, but we all collectively agree that they do have to upgrade the Coliseum. Yes. I mean, sure, but, 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 do you, but, okay, so I'm going to, do you think that the reason peoples don't come is because the stadium sucks or because the team sucks and there's nothing to connect to? It's not just a matter of keeping your players to, to win. It's a matter of having Brandon Belt show up on opening day and selling captain's hats, okay, and panda hats and giraffe hats and, and having having billboards all over the place that have your players on it. People are like, that's my guy. That's been my first baseman for a decade. And you know what? He might suck to most people. That's my first baseman. You better not say nothing about him. Versus, oh, hey, we just sold everybody again. We'll be, we'll see you in the playoffs in two seasons. Like, especially especially this season. They just let every – they gave but Mania I, I, Well, up. I agree with you. The stadium still has to be torn down to the studs. And re, you can rebuild it in the same location. Yeah, I think no, we both no, no, agree no. with that. But we, that's – I mean, you can't go to other parks around the country and then go to the Coliseum and say, even though it's a good product in the field, like, oh, this is fine. That thing was built. It was erected in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, I did. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I just don't agree with John Fisher and Dave Cavill saying that, that everything that's wrong with the A's is because of A, the Coliseum, and B, the fans. Like, they blame the fans for, for, for not being passionate, for, for not, you know, buying in. And that's the biggest load of bull, man, is that it's like, oh, these fans out here, we need to go to Vegas where people are going to come and they're going to – no. No one's – I don't care where you are. The, the way they run that organization, no one's showing up to watch in mass. No one. Even the most – like the Sacramento Rivercat fan base isn't showing up to watch this team in Sacramento. And the worst part about it is they're not spending money, obviously, on their players or getting players or keeping players, but they are still getting paid, right? That collective revenue, like the Yankees and everybody has to put into a pool and the Oakland A's take their luxury, hand out. Luxury tax also goes into that. The Oakland A's take their hand out, and they take from that pool of money, which is a substantial amount. It obviously isn't going to the stadium. It's not going to keep players. It's not going to anything you talked about in terms of a new campaign or a marketing campaign. Where does it go? Well, it's going into their bank account. It's getting stuffed in their back pocket. That, to me, is the cr criminal element in all of this, is that you don't want – you don't want to upgrade your team. You don't care about your fan base. And yet you still got your hand in the cookie jar as far as taking money from the rest of the league to continue to finance whatever it is you do in your personal life. But what also makes that even more frustrating, the even more like just what is after everything you just said, then they sit there and say, oh, nobody's going to come to this place in Oakland. 
No, nobody's going to come to Oakland. Nobody's going to go to Coliseum. And it's like, you're not even trying. You're not even attempting to get people to come there. You're doing nothing to get people there. Like If the ballpark is just small, we'll just build a good ballpark and people are going to show up. If it's that simple, I guess. But it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I'm sure they have a lovely ballpark in Miami. They, they don't show up there. They don't show up there. And, and, the, Marlins, the, there, and, and the Marlins have won two World Series in the past 20 seasons. Well, 25, I guess. But still, the Marlins have literally won it all. That's but a whole other discussion. Well, we no, but, could get Dan Lebatard on the phone. He'll well, no, talk but, until next Tuesday. But they've about also Miami been Harvard. really bad for most of that time. Yeah, it's been a mess what they've done out there in Miami. That's seriously, civically, and, and, and in terms Jeter's of Jeter's out stadium, now, right? Like Jeter's walked yeah, away. Jeter's done. Yeah. <laughs> I listen. I grew up at the Coliseum. I, I used to go. Me and my old man. I used to get my haircuts in San Leandro, and then we go to a baseball game. And then we go eat at a place called Francisco's. For those of you with any Francisco knowledge, I believe it was right off of like by the airport. I, I don't know if it's still there. Anybody who's got Francisco knowledge, by the Coliseum. Used to eat there with my old man. Italian food, sort of off of Hagenberger Road in that area. Are you familiar with Hagenberger? Yeah, no, I know everywhere. I know everywhere on Hagenberger. I am ninety nine percent sure that doesn't exist. Man, I've been all up and down Hagenberger. <laughs> Francisco? Yeah, I don't just like oh, Flint's. Oh, man, I'm going after you then. Let, wait, let me wait, look Flint, it up. Flint's barbecue is also gone, Dan. Everything great in Oakland. Well, not everything. Many of the great things of Oakland yester, yesteryear past have gone, man. And, and Francisco's, that, that's yours. Mine's is Flint's barbecue. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Francisco's. I just Googled it. Francisco Landmark Oakland restaurant closing after 47 years. Come on. How Oakland. long? Wait, how long ago was this closure? This article was in 2017. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Like right. I, I've been in Oakland since 2013, 20 yeah, 2013. Um, but yeah, I just it it, it it took me like four years to okay to be like okay, I've been everywhere and know everywhere in Oakland. That, All right. that, that strip. But but by the way, I, I will tell you uh, over there. Well, actually, that's that's not a, that's not a secret. Never mind. I was gonna be like ah, but no. Um, there's a few places over there, but it's nothing. It, there's there's no great secrets over there. Now there there are some great secrets in Oakland, like uh, uh, oh man, Guadalajara. Tra- there's a, 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 a taco truck. It's over there by the uh, by the uh, not uh, not the Coliseum, but the Fruitvale Bart Station, Guadalajara. That that's kind of the truth. Good stuff. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the truth. Yeah. How you doing, by the way, with your your weight reduction? You look good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm getting down. By the a way, it's not that bit. you needed to lose weight, but for whatever yeah, reason, well, you're see, going that's on the, the thing. Stage. I just, I just, it's not that I need to lose weight. I need to lose body fat. That's all. And I'm, I'm, I'm moving along. It, it, it's getting better. Like shirts and pants are, like pants are buttoning up easier. Shirts uh, require less tugging on. You know, when I put them on, it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to get into the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to do that coming up at the break. we still got a couple of minutes here, but just to sort of tease things, Debo Samuel, arguably pound for pound the best player, the most valuable player on that football team, has scrubbed his social media account. Was it Instagram that he scrubbed? Uh, I believe it was his Instagram. Yeah, I believe it was his Instagram. He's going Kyler Murray, first of all. Wait, no, here's what I want to ask you, Dan Devone. When Kyler Murray did it, you're like, headcase, lunatic, diva. Now, do you feel the same way? Now, now Debo, who we know, all heart, all soul, okay? Like, he kind of reminds me of Frank Gore in his approach to football, and that's what I love about him, okay? Um, 
Do you feel? Do, are you going to say the same things about our man Debo than you said about Kyler when he did the same thing? I am. I'm sorry. What? Because as much as what? we love him as a football player, as much as we love him between the lines, this was an amateur move. You followed Kyler Murray, really, as if Kyler Murray was setting the sort of, you know, is sort of setting the tone and how to handle this stuff. Nah, dude, you took, you took directions from the wrong guy. As much as I like Debo, I'm going to attribute this to just being a young man who's being influenced on sort of a way we do things, I guess, when it comes to handling these things. Nah, that, this is the first wart we've seen on Debo Samuel. This is the first hiccup in what has been a stellar player. We're going to continue the conversation. Brian's saying get to a break. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Shamari Block, Danivo. When we come back, Debo Samuel, what do you think? Scrubbing his social media account, obviously wants a new deal. We talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 